Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And we're doing another lesser-known movie by popular directors, Duel. This is his first movie. This is his first official movie. Let's yes. get that out of the way. Yeah. This is his first. It was actually a straight-to-TV straight movie. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you sound like you don't like... You didn't like I, it. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't love this movie, bro. Are you serious? I didn't. I, didn't. I, I rewatched it, and I'm like, man, I really love this movie. I, I, you know, this is one of those movies that pissed me off because it's just like, I don't know, man, this movie, man, like I would have already have fucking got into it with three or four different occasions with this fucking guy. He went had a chance to kill me with his truck. Like, I, you know, I was telling like, that to Kendra. I was in the middle of watching it and I looked at her. I'm like, Nick's going to hate this movie. She's like, why do you say that? I'm like, because he's a bitch and he hates bitch guys in movies. <laughs> I was just like, bro, when you're at the diner, yo, which one of you motherfuckers ran me off the road? (laughs) Well, before we get into all that, what is this movie actually about? Okay. All right. Now, that's another thing, man. This movie has been done so many different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same movie, but they put a little spin on it. Like, Stephen King had the, it was the truck itself. There was nobody driving the motherfucker. You know, maximum overdrive was just, the truck went crazy. It had the green goblin on the front of that bitch. And you then, know what I realized? What? This is Jaws before Jaws. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God Jaws was better. Like <laughs> that big tr- that big truck. The dude I get and it, it like I didn't hate everything about it. Uh, I'll say that. But anyways, uh the movie is about a guy uh named Dan or Man. Dave Man. Dave Man. David Man. Two ends. Two ends, yeah. damn it. <laughs> um and he's on a road trip. He's going to uh, talk to this guy. I'm assuming has something to do with what he does for a living. Yeah, it's like a business uh, meeting. He stops and calls his wife at a um, gas station. And he's like, I just want to apologize about last night. And it's giving you an insight into what kind of a fucking hoe he is right. in his life. And she's like, there's nothing to apologize about. She's like, I just... No, it's not that he's a hoe. Like apparent, it sounded from to me. It sounded like somebody was hitting on his wife, and he didn't do shit about it. That's what I said. He's a hoe. Like, oh, you're yeah, he's just like a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a bitch. Like this guy has no fucking spine. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could have phrased that better. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like, she's like, he practically raped me in front of everybody, and I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, who says that? Like that? First of all, who lets their wife get felt up or whatever happened well if that's how she looked at it in her mind mm-hmm. like well then it had to be bad you know yeah. what i'm saying so like he's just like oh come on honey like it wasn't that big a deal like it, it is what you want me to do fight him yeah bro knock him <laughs> the fuck out like that's your wife right it's a good way to set up the character though to show how much of a bitch he is and why right. the he why this happens to him so because... i'm already not a fan of this fucking guy right. five minutes in <laughs> And he's driving down the road, and the semi is like, uh, or he or he pulls up on the semi, and the semi's going slow shit. It's a fucking diesel. It's blowing black smoke out of the back of it. He's breathing it in, coughing with his little ma- his little bitch lungs. <laughs> Talk about pollution. <laughs> and uh, he passes him. Well, before that, um, in the opening credit scenes, he's listening to the radio, and he goes to this like 
uh, oh yeah yeah talk show thing i just thought it was a nice little addition because this guy is talking about the census and he's like well i don't work anymore so technically my wife is head of household but i don't want to put that on the census because i don't want other people to see that and think i'm not the man of the household and it was really funny because he's like, I clean the house and shit. Yeah, I wear the little maid outfit, but it just keeps me clean. It was fucking hilarious. But I think it's a nice little touch to like, I think he was trying to touch on masculinity. He's like, I have I have neighbors. Like they, if they find out, she's like, sir, nobody's going to see this form other than the government. Like, yeah, he's like, well, somebody might find out. <laughs> he's like, so I wanted to check the boxes, but then I didn't. Yeah. So I do just lie. I'm just gonna lie. And she's like, sir, you don't have to lie. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but like I said, I think it's just a nice little touch to kind of talk about masculinity and how guys are so like filled with testosterone and they care so much about how they're perceived by other men. I feel like back then for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Cause but like, it still lingers today. Yeah. But we're both kept men. And yeah. We have no issues. I have no fucking issues. with right. it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, for example, these when I was at work, these rednecks were like hazing me because I was new. So I was like, what can I do to these rednecks that won't get me fired? I was like, oh, I'll dye my hair and wear pink earrings because they don't like that shit. And sure enough, they didn't like that shit, but there's nothing they can do about it. And it's just that toxic masculinity mm. that still lingers within our generation. Yeah. So. But, uh, but yeah, with, I, I don't know, especially back then, like it was like almost unheard of if you're a woman. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a lot more. Or if she made more money than you. Yeah. And, it's more prevalent back then. I just thought it was interesting that right. Steven Spielberg was touching on that subject so early long on. ago. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. But anyway, so yeah, he's. But it's kind of like the theme of the whole movie mm-hmm. is like, you know, man up, yep. like, you know, when it matters, I guess. Yeah, but anyways. So yeah, he passes the truck and then the truck starts riding him, riding his ass and then passes him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, son of a bitch. So he passes him again, but like it takes him a little bit because the truck's like hauling ass at this point. Um, So he pulls off into the gas station and the truck pulls into the gas station. Well, that's when he makes the call to his wife and, you know, all that. And then that kind of gives you a preview of what kind of dude he is guy at the gas station because you know this is a, something that i would have enjoyed back in the older days like having a gas station attendant to do all that shit for you yeah uh i know Clean there's some parts of america where you can't pump your own gas like it's literally illegal jersey is like that you uh, can't pump your own gas I in think new jersey oregon is like that as well is it i kind of wish that was still a thing like if i could just sit in my car and pump my gas please but we don't even have that option so no, 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 no. here in florida no, nah, I mean, and honestly, you shouldn't trust anybody <laughs> to put gas in your car here. They'll <laughs> fucking add up somehow. Yeah, this is true. This is Florida. <laughs> Getting a fucking meth head to pump my gas. No, thank you. Don't put diesel in there. Um, You know, 189? No, bitch. <laughs> this is a Honda Civic. What part of this did you think needed your, better fuel? Your car will run better. I'm going to put 89. <laughs> Why is it so expensive? I, I put 89. You're, you're going to thank me later. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm going to choke you now. <laughs> they clean your windshield for you. That yeah, would have been nice. Do like a little inspection while the gas is pumping. I would like that. 
And the guy's fun, you know, little little detail for later on in the movie. He's like, yeah, this radiator hose could be replaced. And, you know, I get that because we're all like that at the gas station or when you go to get your oil changed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where have I heard that before? Like, nah, I'll replace it later. Thanks anyways. And he's like, all right. And he shuts the hood and he leaves. Well, when he gets back, that truck's on his ass. So he just waves him by like, God, yeah, man, go ahead. If you're, go that, fuck. if you're that big in a hurry, you know? So he goes around him and then he slows down and puts smoke in his face. He's like, you have the whole road. Like, why do you have to? But you're killing me here. <laughs> so he tries to pass it. Well, then he don't let him pass. Then he's like, what the fuck? It's this guy's problem. And then he, uh, and then he waves him on. He's like, thank God. So he goes, tries to go around him and there's a car coming. He's like, what the fuck was that? He about? almost got killed. Yeah. It's like, this guy's trying to kill me. I know this is like a chase movie. It's like an hour and a half chase movie or uh yeah. So there's not going to be a whole lot we talk about because it's pretty much the same thing throughout the whole movie. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Even if we're talking about defensive driving, like at what point do you just say, you know what? I may lose this account today, hun. I'm going home. <laughs> if he turns around and goes back home, like if the dude follows him there, you know what I'm saying? At least you're back towards your hometown, you know, wherever, you know, cops are going to believe your story, not some random asshole off the road, whatever. You get back to your house, maybe you have a gun, maybe you don't, whatever. Yeah, that's probably my biggest beef with this whole movie is the whole cat and mouse. Like, he didn't have to be in that game at all. But, like, I guess that's what he's going for is, like, the character had to go crazy pretty much, you know. Well, that's what I was noticing when I was rewatching it. I was like, oh, this plays into the movies that I like. It's literally a descent into madness because yeah. he is like slowly losing his mind because of this fucking truck. Right. So he goes and uh, he pulls up into a town. He sees that there's a cafe about seven miles up and this guy's just on him the whole time. while like he keeps tapping his back bumper because mm-hmm. this guy's got like a souped up diesel truck. Like it's it looks I got very Mad Max vibes off of this. I was about to say this. that it looks like the Mad Max it uh, sounds, war machine. It sounds mean. You know what I'm saying? It sounds fucking hard. And, uh, you know, it just plays into it because, I mean, he's in a sweet Pontiac. Uh, I think I want to say it's LTD, but I know I'm I know it's not. But. Or not a Pontiac, it's a Plymouth. Plymouth, yeah. Plymouth, yeah. So yeah, it goes into this diner, which is actually my favorite part of this whole movie. No, I love how he just takes out the fence, and these two <laughs> old dudes are like coming up like they're concerned, but not really concerned. The one old dude, I love it, he just keeps grabbing his neck and shit. Like, is this where it hurts? And he's like, <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> the fucking whiplash. He's like, oh, you just got a little whiplash. He's smacking him in the head and shit. Like, it was funny <laughs> as fuck. Oh, I didn't know if that was intentional or not. He just turns to this other old dude. He's like, he's all right, just a little whiplash. <laughs> fucking goes back in the diner or whatever. The, that, that, the other old guy creeped me the fuck out because he didn't say anything. He didn't go inside. He just stays out in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Because when he goes to get back into his car, which, by the way, nobody says anything about like, yo, you're going to do something about my fence that you just fucking took out. Yeah, it was just kind of normal. You just take out fences back then. Yeah, like there's all these cars parked here and you, you're the only one that took a fucking fence out. Yeah. Um. But he goes in the diner and uh, he goes to the bathroom and shit and he's just like, well, it's a crazy day, but at least it's over, you know. One thing I have to say is I kind of wish they wouldn't have the overdub dialogue. Yeah. 
or I kind of wish he just cut it out the because narration. you can, you can, yeah, the narration, you can kind of get what's going on without all the spoon fed dialogue yeah. narration. Um, I kind of wonder what it would be like if you took that out because it would be more suspenseful and you know, I don't know. That's just personal preference. He, I don't know, man. Just like I said, the, the, think what this movie suffers from the most is time just because like this i could see back then when you didn't have cell phones when you didn't have social media and all that because like if somebody was doing that to you now you're gonna put, go on live and like, look at this fucking asshole like look what he's doing like i need help whatever you can call 911 and all that get license plate numbers and shit back then there's none of that if you weren't in a fucking gas station or your home or a business, there was no phone. Well, that's why there were so many missing people and mur- murders back then. Right, you there's could no, just get away with no shit. There's no security cameras everywhere. Like it's 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 very different times. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's saying is like this is a it's a crazy situation, but it's not as crazy as the situation as it would be today because, like I said, so much of it, and I just feel like people. Well, yeah, you have to put yourself in that time period. Like you know, you don't have to worry about it now, but back then they didn't have the luxuries we do. Well, people were, I feel like we're a little bit more trusting of each other and shit. Like they felt like sick people were just like a arrow, not a run in the mill thing. Like it was like, now I feel like people are all fucking crazy enough that, like I said, they would have confronted this fucking guy after the first time. <laughs> like when he pulled up to the gas station with me. Yeah. Yo bro, you got a fucking problem? Like how long you been driving that truck a day? Like what the fuck? Yeah. And at the gas, and then when he's at the restaurant and he notices the trucks there. Which I don't think the guy ever went in the fucking restaurant. I think he was but just he, fucking with him. But he was in the bathroom, so he right, thought he so, might have came in right. while he wasn't looking. No, and I get it. And it, it, that is a good job of, of doing that because he fucking goes to the one guy that he doesn't know. That's that's the newest one in the restaurant. And he well, starts like, hey, cut it out, man. Well, before that, he sees all the men in the restaurant. He looks at their boots and they have the same kind of boots that he had when uh, he stopped at the gas station. It's just a really cool scene because these guys keep looking at him and they're like, what's your fucking problem? What are you looking at? Kind of right. thing. And he's just like interrogating each one with his eyes. Like, is it you? Is it you? I, I like I liked it. It was a nice little touch. Right. But I'm just saying like, yeah, then he goes up to the one guy that he really thinks it is and like smacks the fucking sandwich out of his hand when he gets his fucking guts beat. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like a normal, like a, like a person nowadays is just going to come in and fucking kick the door open to that fucking mm, cafe. We still got some bitch material these days. True story. But I don't know. Like I said, I think it pissed me off because I just feel like people nowadays are a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little more with it. Yeah, I guess there was a lot more, I don't know what the word is, polite, I guess. Social, social uh, etiquette. But we don't know. We weren't back then. There could have been a lot of crazy people back then, too. I mean, it's probably the same amount of crazy. It's just not as advertised. Well, that's why I was saying at the beginning of the movie is that's why the phone call is so important because it right. sets up him as a bitch. Right. So when he's doing bitch things, it's not a surprise. Well, so he confronts the one guy he thinks it is. And it turns out that guy's not even the right one. He gets in a different truck and takes off. And uh, the, then the truck just starts up and lets you know like the guy wasn't even in the fucking place. Mm-hmm. He's just waiting. He's just waiting for him. One touch that I like about this movie is you never see the driver. No. Never once you see the driver. And that kind of pissed that. me off, to be honest. Like I thought it when he was laying in the wreckage, maybe we'd get a little view. <laughs> well, nope. it's to kind of show like. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, the truck is the monster. 
it's mm. all encompassing. It's not the man. It's the whole thing. Yeah, just like when he had the chance, a couple times he had him stopped. Like you should have popped his tires. <laughs> like you should have done something. You can't pop those kind of tires. Have you seen videos of people trying to pop those tires that breaks their arm because of the the blowback? I've tried. <laughs> I mean, he gets fucked up anyways. Destroys his own car in the yeah, process. Yeah, his car does get fucked. It's very much destruction derby on the road. And uh, I love how he chased this guy for an hour and a half, but he still took the time to help those kids in their school bus. Right, to show he's like a like, good Samaritan. He's just like, yeah, I might be a fucking psycho, but I'm not a monster. All right? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, I'm hunting a guy, but like, you know. I'll help some kids out. I'll help some kids. Like, they gotta get home. I guess I can throw a fun fact in there since you brought it up. Right. Um, This movie was originally only 70 minutes because it went straight to TV. It got a theatrical release, but they wanted it to be an hour and a half. So Steven Spielberg had to shoot extra scenes to extend it. And right. the school bus scene where he pushes him, tries to push him into the railroad tracks. Oh, uh, yeah. And then there was another scene. I don't remember which one it was, but those scenes were added in. It's probably the one at the uh, snake lady. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe something like that. That was a cool scene because it showed that rattlesnake almost get his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed that the driver was like slowly but surely not giving a fuck. Like who noticed this guy was going to get murdered? You know, mm-hmm. like that lady, my snakes, my she snakes. cares about is the snakes. But uh, I was going to say, I kind of wish it had the cut on it with those taken out. Like the original cut, right. like just literally a 70 minute, like. Yeah, because I think it does. I think it does keep the suspense more Mm -hmm. if you don't have as much fluff, right? But oh, the old people—that's what it was. Oh yeah, they added the old people scene. Yeah, that was kind of pointless. Yeah, but it was like it was crazy because like he would he'd get out of his car and the dude would just park on the side of the road, Mm -hmm. and and then when he like walked up to confront him, he would drive away because you're not going to catch up to a semi, so right. And he just kept fucking with him like that. And that's why I was just like, man, you should have fist fought it when you had the chance. But, but yeah, he, he eventually like, he gets to the point where like, this guy has fucking lost his shit. Cause he even parks for an hour. Yeah. He, uh, he sees this railroad track off to the side and he kind of like tucks his car in there. So you can't see it from the road, but, uh, yeah, he parks the truck and just waits for him to come by. So he thinks like he waited long enough, like took a nap and everything and started to drive. And there he is. Fucking insane. It wasn't even like that far down the road. Right. Like he knew that, like, yeah, you had to pass by here. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is good to do a good job because, like you said, it, it doesn't show you the guy at all. And I'm thinking at the end, like, it's going to be somebody. It's got to be somebody, right? <laughs> but I have to say, so this is Steven Spielberg's first movie. And it just shows how good he is with a camera. Like so many shots in this were so amazing. Yeah, I like the ones the like the driving scenes were were really cool. I like how it took you know next to the car and really heard it. You really hear the engine revving and and well that like one that. that one part where you said he like stopped and you know mm-hmm. waited. There was a junkyard beside it, mm-hmm. and then as we're kind of waiting, he does different shots with like broken down cars. But you still see him like in the distance in the right. shot, but he does different kind of angles. It's just shit like that. It like it's like photography, but with the camera. I mean, that's what movies right. are. Um Fun fact about Par, my first car ever was a nineteen sixty nine Impala. <laughs> so I love old fucking cars and old cars and movies. 
and uh that is one aspect of this i did enjoy was the older cars that you see mm-hmm. the more people are riding an old like 50s lincoln like that's cool shit yeah. and uh, that's what i do love about period pieces because you get to yeah. see those cars from back then not restored cars you see them actually in right that time what period. they look like yeah um like I said, it's 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 a good shot movie. Like the cinematography is good. I mean, he showed a, a knack for that early. Yeah, I feel like. Um, oh, I was gonna say. So the studio wanted him to do the shots on a green screen in him in a car, but he refused. He's like, I got to do this on set or on on location, right. or else I'm not gonna do it. So. It's nice that he had a vision and stuck with it because it would not have looked good right. seeing him on a green screen. It would have looked so yeah. ha- having him sh- shoot on scene on set was so like adds to the tension. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could tell he had like a pace car and you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. a one with the boom hanging off of it. They yeah. would just, you know, film him driving down the road. It, it's, it's shot. Like I said, it's top notch. Uh, <clears throat> you could tell that like, when you look at the movies he did later, obviously some fucking major movies, like his cinematography just kept getting better right? and better and better. Um, I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a great movie. By you just any hate bitch guy. It's just, I don't know. Characters. It's like, you know how you watch a movie and you just feel like, what was the whole point of this? Like, like this guy's stranded out in the fucking desert now and uh, just pretty much murdered somebody. <laughs> and like I, I get it it's self defense but like you lost your car you're out in the middle of nowhere like how the fuck is this guy like how are you in any better situation than you were <laughs> when this movie started so then I think like what was the point of it yeah you know um I think it's just a monster movie I get it I get it like I said <laughs> and I think that this idea has been done better since cause I think Joyride is like the best version of this story you keep bringing that one up. I don't think I've seen that one. So Scott Steve's on and Paul Walker. Yeah, you brought it up. I don't think I've seen it. So. Yeah, that one's a lot better. These two guys are um, on like a road trip, and they got, I think it's their girlfriend or something with them, sister or something. I forget. And they have one of those Paul Walker's like a car guy. He's got like a CB radio in his fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think this movie was done before Fast and Furious. No, it might be after. It was yeah. around that time. Yeah. So I don't know if he was the Fast and Furious guy. I saw you not. in that car movie. You want to be in this car movie? <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Zahn, of course, always playing the fucking the cut up. You know, he yeah. gets on there and he's like acting like he's a hooker. And he's looking for like a good time or whatever, because you know truckers are just like n- notorious for like they're looking for lot lizards, right? So of course they find one, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's a dumbass! Like we're gonna fuck with him." So they like talk him into meeting at some shitty hotel or whatever, and tell him to bring a bottle of champagne or some shit. And uh, the dude ends up going there, and there's like a woman in the hotel room, and he like obviously tries to get her she ain't down so he like fucking kills her damn and they're there like like oh fuck this just happened you know so somehow the guy finds out that it's them and like that's the whole movie is him chasing them and fucking with them i see well you have to this came out in 1971 so this is very early on so i said this is like the original version of the story yeah it's been done to death it's been done better but this is like hasn't been done a lot when this came out so you have to and i try to that's what i said i try to take all that into it into account and 
You know what I mean? It did a good job of building the tension, I felt like, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But like you said, they I think it would have been better shorter just because you wouldn't have had that filler. Yeah. Like I felt like the the the, the scene with the snakes was cool and you know, all the shit on the road that he would do. Like, you know, he would try to break and go back and the guy would just block the fucking road and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, stuff like that was cool. Shit, right. Yeah. That was cool. But when they started when he, you know, stops at the diner, that was a decent scene. But I don't know, it's just like the longer it was, I guess it just made it to where like it it didn't feel as tense yeah. as it should have by mm-hmm. the time he gets to that last scene when they finally uh go at it head to head. Right. His car is fucked by this point. <laughs> it is. Um, if you blew your radiator, like, there's no way this fucking car starts again. That's the one thing that I hated about the movie is because radiator goes out, his car starts to heat up and it's slowing down. He's like, come on. And then he just goes, magically gets going. Yeah, he goes downhill and magically it fixes itself. And doesn't cars don't work like that? But Where did the fucking briefcase come from is what I want to know. I didn't see this briefcase the whole fucking movie, and then he just shoves it down into the gas pedal and fucking <laughs> hops out. And this fucking truck driver has been like fucking the the most skilled semi truck driver I've ever seen in a movie up until this point, and then all of a sudden just can't get out of the way in time. To knock this fucking car off the, the cliff well, or whatever. I think he wanted to hit it, but I think he waited too long to hit the brakes. So right. the way the, the semi went onto the car, he wasn't able to stop because the momentum. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then this is like literally, I would imagine three fourths of the budget came into making these two cars explode because, you know, he filmed that it shit. It didn't explode. Real. Oh, no, not explode, but like, you know, crash down a mountain. Yeah, down it's, it's an important part because. The studio wanted the cars to explode in a big ball of fire, but Steven Spielberg said he wanted it to just be slow and methodical with no explosions, just this slow crash. And I kind of prefer that. Yeah. Although I think like because of movies now, like where you just expected to blow up. Yeah. But it was different. Um, And then you get the driver just bleeding. You don't see him, but you just see blood dripping on the steering wheel, right. which is a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do feel like it hangs on the crash a little too long. Maybe. Like after it's already wrecked, it right. kind of he gets like different shots of the wreck. Like I think you can cut that in the half and still get the same effect, but it's nitpick. <laughs> and then I think it was like you said, it was a good shot at uh it was did a good he did a good job in that last in that last scene of He's sitting there and he's just like, like he's just, you know, he's so fucking like just nervously broke, you know, like he does a good job of showing like he really did lose his fucking mind out here in in, in this, in this desert slash, you know, because it's like out long stretches of highway with no towns in between. I thought you were going to say like, how fucking long is his commute? Like, they've been driving forever. How has he not even gotten close? Well, no, but that's how it was back in the day. Like, if you were a, any kind of businessman that had traveling, like, you were on the road. Like, you had to get there because mm-hmm. you couldn't afford a plane ticket. Right. And some people didn't want trains, so. That's true. You know, I guess that's drove. what I was thinking because I'm so used to everything being so close. Like, even Orlando and Tampa is just like a, an hour away. Well, I mean, it's California, too. California is a huge fucking state, so. True. But yeah, like uh, that didn't bother me part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I think just 
through his paranoia and being scared, I think he fucking completely forgot about what his destination was. Like he was just trying to That's get true. away. That's true. He's trying to get away. That's so like, I mean, maybe he should have been there an hour ago, you know, but he's so fucking frazzled. Like he didn't, you know what I mean? That's funny. When we, uh, we do these movies for the podcast, I think about you now, <laughs> like, how is Nick going to take this movie? Like, what is he going to hate about it? What is he going to like about it? Um, I expected you to like this a little more, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I don't know. It just was underwhelming. I guess is what mm-hmm. is my best word for it. Like, I don't, uh, you know, I know that the, that there are older movies out there that are still great. I feel like they still hold up. Um, I just think this is a nice peer into Steven Spielberg as a director. Like, this is his first movie. Like and I said, it's it, so good. It was person. like with the Coen Brothers, like, and with. Uh, Nolan like you, you see the, the the glimpses of what became their signatures you know like what yes. makes them great directors and you see that in this movie like there's our beautiful shots mm-hmm. not just scenery but of the cars or the, the the you know what I'm saying like yep. he shows that that Spielberg panache already but I just like I said I just didn't think it was very you know, mm-hmm. it was very run of the mill right I know. yeah that's fair um, I did have a lot of fun facts pulled up, so I just want yeah, to get into them because it's fun. When Carrie Lofton, playing the truck driver, asked Steven Spielberg, what is his motivation for tormenting the uh, car's driver? Spielberg told him, you're a dirty, rotten, no good son of a bitch. Lofton replied, kid, you hired the right man. So I had to look up who this was, and I had him pulled up. Arguably the world's greatest stunt driver ever. So... That was pretty cool. Well, I mean, he was whipping the fuck out of that semi. He was. You know I was saying? actually pretty impressed. Cause like I said, I got Mad Max vibes like a bitch because he was working that fucking thing. Definitely War Machine vibes. He's walking that dog. Uh, according to Richard Matheson, he was inspired to write the original story, Duel, after an encounter with a tailgating truck driver on November 22nd, 1963, the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah. Oh. Uh, during the chase... At a parked sedan resembling a squad car is seen briefly raising Dan Weaver's hopes, but it turns out to be a service car from pest, pest control. Yeah. yeah Spielberg in reverse. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, this is the one. Steven Spielberg was shown seven different semi trucks to choose from. He chose the Peterbilt because it resembled a face. Uh, oh, this is the one that I really liked. I didn't even catch this until I read this. Steven Spielberg said that the multiple license plates on the front bumper of the truck suggested that the truck driver is a serial, serial killer who ran down other drivers uh, in other states. That was a really cool touch. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought of it as more of like uh, they did it so you wouldn't know who, he, you know what I'm saying, which one was his actual license plate. Mm-hmm. I because this is such an old movie, I didn't know how things worked back then. So I thought truck drivers had to have different license plates for different states. Yeah. So that's where I took it. But to read that, I was like, ah, it's a nice touch. I didn't even think about that. So that is cool though. Uh, this is the one I already talked about it. It was originally 74 minutes and then they added scenes. Um, that's pretty much it. Those are the good ones anyway. Right. But yeah. So what do you rate? What do I give it? Five five. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not even a seven. Nah. Five five. I didn't hate it, but I would never watch it again. Like, really? You know what I'm saying? It just. I'm like, actually glad I bought it because I did buy it, uh, the Blu-ray for the podcast, and it's for me, it still holds up. I love this movie. 
I don't know. I just kept thinking, like, I knew the movie wasn't long, but I was still just kind of waiting it out. Like, it felt like, you yeah. know, because, like, some of the chase theme was cool, but, like, it felt like they kept, like you said, like, you just kept kind of doing the same thing over and over with him, like, fucking with him. And it was like, I don't know. It just took away from some of the tense, tensity of it, I mm-hmm. felt like. I see. Yeah, I watched this movie. I don't know how I watched it. I think I watched it on TV or I saw it streaming or don't can't tell you but i really liked the movie and then shout out to chris duckman he did a review of this movie because he was uh doing a spielberg month or whatever and i was like i did not know spielberg did that movie i I love that movie but yeah did you see it when you were younger or were you like older i think i was older i was probably early 20s you know somewhere like that it made me think to myself like how many older movies like in the 70s and shit do i still like enjoy like how much do I feel like it still holds up to where it is? Well, it's one of the golden ages of cinema. And, they, and that's what they say. But I mean, a lot of the movies that I love are from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. And well, Scorsese, know, a lot of his, my favorite movies from him were the seventies. But I was thinking about, it, I was like, I like the Godfather, you know, I like, uh, taxi driver, taxi driver. I like, you know, mean streets is cool. Um, but I was just thinking, like, as far as epic, like, Jaws is obviously dope. Um, you have uh, Stanley Kubrick's movies, too. You know, like uh, Clockwork Orange. Right, I was talking about movies I liked. <laughs> I was talking about good movies. <laughs> right, right. I like good movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shining. It's from Shining, the- some 70s. I was going to say, there's gems. Yeah. There's gems, don't get me wrong. I think but, if like, I had a list, it's hard to think of them off the top of my head because... Time. But this is like I said, this is one of those other movies, though. Um, I just like, you know, it's very time. It's very dated. It is it is very dated, but personally, I feel it still holds up. But I think that's like why other movies from like back then, some of them can still be just as great because uh, like uh, like The Godfather, like that's why it's, it's written so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Like it's acted like you feel those fucking characters. Right. Um this one wasn't a lot of character development. It was just, it's just a small movie. It's a very simple idea. And I mean, it's, it, it makes sense that this would be like his first movie type deal because you know, it's, Hey, we can shoot this for cheap. We can make it work. You know, I can put my little touch on it mm-hmm. and let's see if we can make some money. We'll right. make a movie. And I mean, obviously, I mean, they, they were right by giving him the chance because he took off of this and he built on something even better and kept going and kept going. So, like I said, I didn't hate it, but like, you know, I'm glad I saw it. Like, it makes me feel good that I that it's a movie of his that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, so what does it make you want to give me next? Actually, I I've been wanting to do this movie for a while, um, and it's kind of an action movie, but it's kind of not. But it's got all kinds of hilariousness. So we're gonna do money talks. Ah, what's funny is I just watched a thing on Chris Tucker. Did you? Yeah. It's uh, what the fuck happened to Chris Tucker? Because we keep bringing him up. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, he found religion. That's what happened. What is that? I mean, that's what he put it on. But like, he didn't need money anymore. Yeah. And he kept well, that's asking. why he didn't do Fridays because right. And he kept money. asking for too much money. To yeah. do, like only people that would give him the money was Rush Hour. Yeah, like, that's the only twenty five million dollars to do Rush Hour. He was the highest paid actor at the time. That's crazy. So like, you know, but yeah, because I 
I can't remember Money Talks. I think I seen it when I was young and it didn't He's stick like, with me. In my opinion, this is like when he was at his gold, his golden comedy. Yeah. Like um, Fifth Element and this and uh, Friday, like it all came around around the same couple years. Well, that's when he did all his movies. And then after Rush Hour, it kind of fell off. He didn't act anymore. Yeah. Rush Hour was what, like 97, 98. And then he, he was doing those. And then that was it. That yeah. was really all you saw, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because I'm on this like fucking random ass Chris Tucker high. So thanks for feeding into it. I love Chris Tucker. Yeah. Um, Jackie Brown was the last movie he did. Um, uh, that bad boy before he found religion. Oh, yeah. And then he did the rush hours. But anyway. Well, like in the rush hour movies, like he charged more to cuss. Like rush hour three. I remember like he, he had to. He told him that like he didn't want to say GD and shit because you know that was like his catchphrase almost mm-hmm. for like twenty years. Goddamn, like you know what I mean? And, like I heard they had to pay him extra to do all that shit. Wow, because he didn't pay want to. you extra to do your own catchphrases. That's pretty fucking. That's baller. So I said I think he might have got like the reputation to be difficult to work with or something. I don't know. Well, we can talk more on him when we do the money talks next week. But yeah, and this probably might be like my second favorite Charlie Sheen movie too. So <laughs> I might actually uh pick one of his father's movies because I've been wanting to do it. Well Martin. Yes, Martin Sheen. You remember he used to be the fucking narrator for the eyewitness show? You remember those when we used to watch them in school? No. Like it would be like the it, it'd be about whatever. Sometimes it was animals. Sometimes it was like the rainforest or whatever. And it, he always did the narration for. Him. I'll have to pull it up for you, but like it's so fucking cool. I didn't pay attention. No. And as a kid, like I used to watch those in school all the time and everything. And then uh, they even had the books that went with them. You know, mm-hmm. Remember those? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I didn't have them in school. I guess. I guess not. We went to two different schools. It's true. <laughs> But anyways, but like years later, like I was listening to him narrate something and I was just like, where's that fucking sound from? And then I was like, that's it. He's the fucking guy. Like, (laughs) but, uh, you said you wanted to watch the monsters trailer. I wanted to talk about it, but then you came over and told me you haven't watched the monsters trailer yet. So this actually, I was actually going to tell you if you haven't watched it, don't watch it and we can watch it on the podcast. I don't want this movie to be bad because I know how much Rob Zombie loves the monsters. Like yeah. he said that this was like the most excited he was to do anything. Did you watch the monsters growing up? I've saw, I don't want to say I'm like, you know, a huge monsters fan. I've seen probably six or seven episodes mm-hmm. used to come on Nick and Knight when I was younger. Yeah. And I would watch them then. This was on the rotation of my family's shows that way they would watch. I actually enjoyed the monsters. It was one of the shows I looked forward to when my parents would watch TV. So I don't want to say I'm well versed in the monsters, but I'm very familiar with the monsters. So, yeah, I mean, I get the whole premise and you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen enough of it to get the gist of the show. Okay. So Rob Zombie wanted to make a monsters movie. So they released a trailer and I wanted to talk about another podcast. Okay. So we're going to do, I've already seen it, so it's not a live reaction for me, but it's going to be... I have heard some people shit on it. Like, yeah. Um, let me turn my volume up so we can actually hear it. Um, hopefully, we won't call... I mean, it's a promo, so we shouldn't get in trouble. We're just doing free promotion for them. So Right, right, right. You ready? Well, yeah, we own nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nice touch. I like, I like the nice opening. Touch. Yeah, the universal old school. 
I hate the I hate Herman's voice. The guy that's doing his voice. Like I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that at all. I don't think I like anything about this. I was gonna say it looks good at least. No, it doesn't. But it looks it, awful. When you get that close up of him, uh they, they f- I don't know, man. That is the worst trailer I've ever seen, Nick. I wouldn't say it's the worst trailer. It is the worst trailer I've ever seen for a movie. Is he trying anymore? (laughs) That's my whole thing. You're supposed to be a huge fanboy. You know what I mean? And you make that? That's the best you could do. That's the best you could do. Damn, man. I hated that so much. Like you can even look at the, the thumbs counter. So I'm not the only one that feels this way. Thousand people liked it. Yeah, five thousand did not. Ish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, maybe you should just stick to horror. Yeah. You know. I I was somewhat excited for this, but I do not. Somebody said that they think this is a troll trailer, and it's not going to be as as bad as this trailer is making it out to be. I'm really hoping that's the case. My one thing is uh, a lot of people changed it to black and white. It actually looks a lot better in black and white. I kind of wish they would have stuck with the black and white. Yeah. But yeah, it anyway. doesn't make you notice certain things as much, mm-hmm. but I thought, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to ruin my day. If it is bad, because like I said, I don't have that sentimental attachment to the monsters that was before me. I don't know. That trailer ruined my day. He, uh, he's got to live with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as long as they don't give him the rights to like Voltron or something, something <laughs> that I enjoy, you know? <laughs> yeah. He keep fucking up properties well, that meant- I don't care about. It's like, even when he did Halloween, like I like his Halloween movies, but I am not a horror guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought they checked off all the boxes of what a good horror movie is. It's got good suspense decent story cool fucking looking michael myers you got that big fucking eight foot fucking wwe guy to play him like Mm -hmm. i thought they were cool you know much more entertaining than some of the other horror that was out at that time um but people shit on that you know but like you know you ruined fucking halloween that doesn't bother me because i don't (laughs) care about michael myers like that like you know what i mean yeah we're not a horror podcast but you know you brought up something about the monsters and him doing it right i watched the trailer so it just i hope for his sake because i am a rob zombie fan as far as music is concerned uh his (laughs) movies like i said i don't think they're bad but i don't think they're like you know it's you know i'm not a huge fan of his movies i own a couple of them right but Anyway, I just thought it would be a fun little because I I did not like that at all. Yeah, I've always kind of been able to take and leave him as a director. Mm. And I feel like other people like that. I was trying to think of what I watched that I like. A lot of people like House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. I think Devil's Rejects is probably his best movie. I just like you said, I'm going to take it or leave it. I don't love his films. I don't hate them either. But if you put them on, I won't be mad about it. The Halloweens are cool. Like I said, they're not like. You know, they're not Matt works of art, but mm-hmm. or masterpieces, I guess. But yeah, I can sit down and have a good time watching them. But then again, like like I said, I could take or leave the Halloween franchise altogether. Yeah, some people love Michael Myers. Some people, well, that's like the number one when everyone talks about horrors. Like Halloween seems to be top. Friday Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. There's a bit a lot of Jason following. Freddy following. I've always been a Jason guy. I like Jason too. Um, Freddy's fun, but he's not. I don't. He's not horror. He's comedy to me. Freddy Krueger. Um, 
I'd probably say the thing I love the most horror franchise wise was always Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. But they've made so many shitty remakes of that that I don't even it doesn't even bother me anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I like the original one and that's where I, I just leave it. I've been more uh thriller, psychological kind of horror person. Like that's the stuff that scares me. It's like people say, are losing their mind. That the movies you give some of the movies you give me are scary just because it's shit that I wouldn't want to like experience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like certain shit you feel like you can get away from that. Like <laughs> I get in the car, I go. Right. It won't be that bad. That's why I think Strangers is still to this day one of the scariest fucking movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Because that shit could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I checked my windows and I shit from my house for weeks after Another watching one, that fucking movie. One that we watched not too long ago. Well, what's long ago? Hush. Did you watch that one? It's this lady. She's living in a house in the middle of the woods, but she's deaf. So there's this burglar that's trying to, like, break in, but she can't hear anything. So Oh, fuck. He's, like, fucking with her whole time. Oh, that's terrible. Mm. Well, they, they took that, uh, what was that, Don't Breathe or whatever? I was just thinking about yeah, that they, one, they too. They flipped that shit on his neck. They really did. I was like, why are y'all fucking with this old man? Oh. The blind man was saying, y'all fucked with the wrong one. <laughs> fucking turned the power off, bro. I enjoyed it. I didn't see the second one, so I, I can't speak on that. But the first one was entertaining as hell. Well, I think like, it's, Even the twist didn't bother me. I liked it. I was about to say, the second one I heard, like they didn't like, because now he's like raised that girl. You know, and now she's like helping him kill people and shit. Oh, fuck. Well, like they that's go, a weird twist. Well, that's they, a twist. They like on go twist. to like get the girl back, yeah. and to like murder him, and like like he's raised this fucking kid, so like she thinks he's like his daughter. So I guess like she's like doesn't want to go. Spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I just remember, I'm talking about for other people. I just remember seeing the uh, yeah. trailer for it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but. I do like that old guy though. He's oh, he's a great ass. actor. He's great in Avatar. Mm. Um, did you see the trailer for that? The, the new Avatar. Don't care. Really? I do not care about Avatar. I think it's gonna be good. I mean, it's gonna be good. It's James Cameron. He makes good movies. Way of the Water, baby. But I'm not a blockbuster guy, so I don't care about these big popcorn movies. I think it's gonna be interesting because if he can make this one, I don't think it's gonna be the first one again. I don't think he's gonna be able to make a hit like that. But all his movie, well, most of his movies are hit. Terminator 2, Titanic, Avatar, the biggest movies to ever make money. But Avatar held the record for the most highest grossing movie ever for how long? Like but it also, 10 years. But it also established a franchise. It established an IP. So to go back, if it's if it's even like somewhat That's what I'm saying. good. It, I'm not saying it won't do numbers. Yeah. Like it is going to do numbers, but I don't think it'll be... The first movie numbers. I think it'll outsell the first one. You think so? Yeah. You want to take bets? I don't know, man. I think Avatar 2 will outsell the first one. It would just have to be that much better. I still think it's going to be an underwhelming story. Think so? Yeah. I just, I don't think there's anything. We got five more coming, so. Oh, I know. He shot them all at once. (laughs) It's like, I may not direct the fifth one. Bro, you've gone this far. You might as well. Like, we're supposed to get a new Avatar movie for like every year. Like for the, the next, next five years. Yeah, like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to go do other things. No, I mean, bro, it's good timing. Avatars. It's good timing because Marvel's on the decline. People are losing interest in Marvel. It's because they're not picking good heroes, bro. No, Nobody they're not a, doing good writing. Who gives a shit about Miss Marvel, bro? You've already got a Miss Marvel. Or you already got a Captain Marvel. You don't need another fucking Marvel. Like, you're and good. Pe- and people are getting Star Wars out. 
you know, they're getting sick of the Star Wars. No, people want more fucking Star Wars and they won't give it to them. They keep giving them little, just like junkies, just enough to get you by. Like, where the fuck is Mandalorian season three at? Like, I need that in my life. You know, I don't give it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obi-Wan had some cool shit in it, but like, I didn't care about that story. Like, we know what happened there. Give me something I want. Give me some more Mando. Fuck, I'll even take Boba Fett season two. That shit was cool, you know? <laughs> um, but Star Wars is one of those things, like, it should never get stale. You have millions of fucking stories that you could tell mm-hmm. from that shit. Yeah. And same thing with Marvel. Like, you talk about, oh, fatigue. Y'all have reached newest heights of fucking comic book movies would never have this much shine ever. You can do whatever you want. And they keep pulling all these fucking B-listers. Like, y'all own everything. You have the X-Men, for God's sakes. You've done nothing with them. I thought Sony had X-Men. No. No. Marvel owns all that shit. The only thing the only thing Marvel has to share is the fucking Hulk with Universal. They can't do a solo Hulk movie. And Spider-Man. And they can't do a fucking solo Spider-Man without Sony. Yeah. But they can do all the team-ups and shit they want. Out the ass. Who should, who should they be doing? Dude, they just got all the rights from all the Fox characters. You can do anything in X-Men. You can do the whole fucking thing. You can do Deadpool. You can do fucking Fantastic Four, bro. Like, you going to tell me that with all the money Marvel dumps into that shit, they couldn't make a Fantastic fucking Four movie? They keep dropping the ball on that one. Somebody's dropping the ball, but Kevin Feige ain't never done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he's not working on it, but, like, give us something, dog. You keep giving all these B-list fucking shows. Like, nobody cares about that shit. I was more so talking about movies. I don't know. I feel like some of the movies are doing good. Like, uh, well, the Spider-Man pe- movie did fucking fantastic. Well, people are saying that the Thor is too comedy. Too much comedy, not enough story. I will say this. I enjoyed Ragnarok more than I enjoyed Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it was a good movie. Had some heart. You know what I mean? Um... B man enjoyed it, you know, and I feel like he's he's that target audience. That's what I was saying to somebody the other day. There, uh, people bring up that I review movies, and they're like, "Oh, what kind of movies are you into?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I like weird, you know, indie art house movies." And they're like, "You like Marvel?" I'm like, "No, I, that's for kids. Those are for children." They're like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "Yes, it is. Mm. Marvel movies are made for children. They are not meant for grown adults." I think they're meant for both. No. Oh. Maybe originally, but it's not that anymore. They are blockbuster movies for children. Bro, I saw fucking grown men with beards crying in Endgame. Those are children. Those are man children. Well, I'm a fucking man child. I know this. You're not telling me I don't uh, know. Don't say it's not adults. I have a beard. I pay bills. I'm a fucking adult. (laughs) You are a child. I am an adult. But yes, I did think that they definitely leaned a lot more on the comedy for Thor 4. And while it was great, like, it was a fun movie, like, I thought. But yeah, I mean, you get to have Christian Bale killing it, like, being the most evil of fucking villains in that movie. He was the one reason I wanted to go see it. I still haven't seen it. I might see it when it comes out on It's It's definitely a worth watch, bro. (laughs) Doctor Strange 2 was good. I liked it. I didn't like it. Um... Fucking Spider-Man 3, Nostalgic carried a lot of that for me, but I don't think any of them have been, like, terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I think... Eternals? uh, Eternals is probably the worst one they've done. Shang-Chi or whatever is it? I like Shang-Chi. I I think it's good. Mm -hmm. A lot of of cool ass kicking in there. I'm not the audience. I'm just 
speculating on what other people have said. Well, no, I get it though. It's and I tell you, it's the Disney Plus shows. I feel like bringing them down too. I'm more so. I'm just talking about like people seem less interested in them. Like they're kind of getting burnt out on Marvel. Yeah. Superhero fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Like even the hardcore fans, I think are getting a little fatigued, but that's what I'm saying is like, this is a good time for a new IP to step in and people fucking love avatar. So I just, it's been so long since the first one. It's just, I wonder how well it's going to do. Like I, like I said, I know it'll make money, but will it hit like it did that first time? Like I said, I'm going to say it right here. The second avatar is going to outsell the first avatar. You said it here first, folks. Yeah. We got this recorded. What is today? The 17th of July, yeah. 2022. He's calling Doesn't it. Doesn't it come out in August? I mean, uh, it's Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. That's yeah. when they always come out. Christmas. <laughs> like when you got shit better to do. Bring your families to see this fucking movie. That's when the families get together. But uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I'm looking forward to Black Adam. I think that'll be good. DC needs a win right now. Yeah. They're bad. They do. This flash is fucking killing me. <laughs> Has there already been any it, new? I don't know, man. I mean, every day something comes out. Now, now he's a cult leader. I don't he... know. Like <laughs> he's got a farm. There's guns. I think I don't know. He's got a family it's hostage. Like I'm telling you, dude. He's he's off the fucking deep end, man. I don't know what the fuck. I'm not saying what he's doing is right, but it is entertaining. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's like, yo, man, hey, everything going so good for you in life. What can you do to fuck this up? Everything. Oh, bro, I haven't even got started yet. Like, I hope I get so famous that I can fuck it up that bad. I don't, why would you want to? Like, just for, for fun. First of all, there's no reason for him to be famous. Like, he's already comes from money. Like, he didn't have to do anything with his life. Right. And he'd been set up. Then you worked all that hard to put, put into movies just to fucking, like, lose your shit like yes. that. I don't know. That's my goals in life. <coughs> I want to be that famous that I can just fucking go crazy and have all this like. Just go Britney Spears on. Yes. Lose your shit. That's what I want in life. I don't know, man. I guess I'll see you like if we get there. Like, I want to be so rich that I go broke doing dumb shit. Oof. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody in the process. I just, just yourself. Wanna, just myself <laughs> and my reputation. <laughs> be the Scott Storch of podcasting. <laughs> Guy did so much cocaine, like he just <laughs> fucked over so many people. Yeah, Park can't even take a meeting you now. <laughs> they're like, you, you, bring, you didn't bring Greg, did you? <laughs> you think you're going to be the bad one? Wait till I get a hold of a million dollars. They think the success got to me. <laughs> really, I'm the fucking strung out one. <laughs> he he was the glue. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I thought I was going to give it a chance, but like he took that from me. Like nobody's more pissed <laughs> off than me. He took all of my thunder. I got kids. He doesn't. So I got rehab set up that I don't even need now. Like I turn into Jason Muse. I'm like a better father like than I thought I would be. Like I'm having to save this guy's fucking life. He fucked up so bad I turned my life around. <laughs> <sighs> he made me see the air of my ways. Right. <laughs> I think I'm joking. Give me some money. I'll fuck this up. That's too good. Anyway. But yeah, man, so we're going to do Money Talks. Uh, Money Talks next week. Until then. Later, (laughs) y'all. Later.